We're using this idea of road trip and we're trying to be a little nostalgic and, and a little creative to kind of get us in that mindset of that wonder years kind of vacation, um, road trip, Route 66 and traveling together vacation. But the reality is this, that road trip is what? It's your life. It's your life. Everybody say it's my life. So you're on this road trip and, and try to get the parallel as we go along. And um, it's your life. And how do you live your life? You live it day by day. Every day there's, there's aspects of this trip that we have to consider. Um, remember that we're just trying to get in life to a better place. We're trying to accomplish good and godly goals. Ultimately, we're trying to get to heaven. Anybody for heaven in this place? And, and so that's what we're, we're leaning towards. Realize that God is wanting to move you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And you might be in a good place, but how many of you know that God still wants to work in your life? Or you might be in kind of a messed up place. Part of your life, you know, on your, your trip, you got a flat tire and you got dents and, you know, you're dragging your muffler and everything else, you know. Well, God wants to help you there. And understand this. Everybody understands this. Right where you are, God loves you. Wherever you're at in life, God loves you. And you say, well, I'm not even close to God. God's close to you. God loves you. The other thing you need to know is God accepts you. He may not fully approve of everything going on, but he accepts you. And he's wanting to, as you'll just get close to him, he's wanting to work in your life in such a good way and help to get you to a better, healthier place in every area of your life. So that's part of the road trip as well. In Acts chapter 17, verse 28, here's our foundation verse. For in him, why don't you read it with me? For in him we live and move and have our being. And I believe by the time we end today, this verse will even mean more to you. But in him, it's in him. This is the best route. In him, we live and move and have our being or have our existence. Whether your road trip is going really, really smooth, we like it when that happens, or whether it is just fraught and plagued with challenges and setbacks. I had some of that this week. Um, travel just didn't go the way that I wanted to. You know, like I got stranded in Atlanta Thursday night and things like that. Don't worry, I, was, I stayed indoors. And, uh, uh, but it wasn't all that I'd hoped, you know, to get home that night, your own bed, your house and everything. And whether your trip is going smooth or whether your trip, like I said, has had some, some difficulties, here's, here's the reality of this. You, you will get weary. You will get weary. Just traveling, just traveling through this life. And remember, again, the road trip is what? It's your life. And so just going through that, uh, you're going to get weary. Let's look in the life of Jesus here real quick. In John chapter 4, it says, So he, Jesus, left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he, and I want to remind you, Jesus, eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired, what? Jesus, what? Tired from the long walk, sat, Jesus, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Now, this is Jesus. 
And Jesus is taking this trip, and it's just noontime. Okay, we're just midday here. And Jesus is tired. Jesus is weary. He finds shade. He finds a place to sit down. There's so much more in this story, but I just want to pull out these details here for you that he's come to a place where I need to rest. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm thirsty. His disciples had gone to get food for him. And so it's important that we understand that even Jesus, in the very perfect will of God, got tired. Another place we see back in, the, in Matthew chapter 4, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. So if Jesus was led by the Spirit, can we again agree that he's in the perfect will of God? Led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, guess what? He's hungry. No, duh. I mean, this, this, I figured that one. Now, when the tempter came to him, notice now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Here's a takeaway from that. When you are depleted, as Jesus was, when you are depleted, that's a, that's a prime time that the tempter is going to come. When you get run down, when you get hungry, when you get worn out, spirit, soul, or body, that's a prime time that the tempter will come. Notice how the tempter tempted at that point. In the very area that scripture noted, he was hungry. And he says, okay, let me see how I can twist all of this and, and get him wanting bread. And so the same is true for us in any area of life. If we're depleted, that's prime time for the enemy to come. So what we're going to have to learn to do on this journey is we're going to have to learn how to find rest. Now, some people on this road trip, and your road trip is what? It's your life. Some people on this road trip are constantly driving right past rest stops and running on empty and the mindset is, but we got to get there. And dads are notorious. Dads have gotten the bad rap on this. Not all dads are that way. I'm not that way. I'm constantly looking for snacks, (laughs) cool places, you know, stuff like that. I want to get there, but let's enjoy the trip too. And I can remember as a kid, we've got to get there. So if you've got to go, go now, because our next stop is Alaska. You know, and it's like. <laughs> no joke, when I was a kid, we had this little potty thing that, that they kept under the seat. How many of you know I'm telling the truth? How many of you, some of y'all remember these? It's like, are you serious? But we got to get there. And if we live our life with that mindset, going right past areas where we could rest and get, you know, replenished and, you know, we're going to run out, run out of gas somewhere. We're going to end up overheated. We're going to end up stranded. Uh, We're going to end up perhaps lost. You're going to end up tired, hungry, thirsty, kids crying, your wife staring a hole through you, you know? (laughs) I mean, even though there's probably a better way to do this trip, well, there is. There's a better way to do this, to do this trip. And uh, I'm just going to share two things with you today and kind of fill these ideas out. First of all, how we start, how we start. And, and forgive me for coming back to this, but you have to catch the parallel. The road trip is our what? It's our life. So it's how we start. And so if you imagine on that road trip, okay, we're getting up the next morning to continue the trip. 
But think about your life. We're going to get up every day and we're going to continue the trip. There's a couple things we want to make sure that happens at the start every time. First of all, that we're full. Secondly, that we're rested. And thirdly, that we're stocked. That we're full, tanks full. That we're rested. And that we're stocked. That we're ready for the day. That's going to make for a better trip. That's going to be make, make for a better trip rather than, um, you know, we're running on fumes. We'll stop somewhere maybe if we have to. That we're tired and grumpy. And that we just have no supplies, nothing, you know, with us. That's going to be a horrible trip. And so we want to, on a daily basis, find out how to start. Let me tell you how most people start out, okay, in their, in their day. And again, keep the parallel, the road trip, that vacation, and also your life here. Too many people start out this way. They start out tired. You know why they're tired? They stayed up too late with Letterman and a big, big bowl of Lucky Charms, right? All right. Uh, their tank is low. They're, what fuels them, please be careful of this. Social media, media in general, entertainment, all of those things can snag your time. They can hold your attention and, and take a lot of your time. Bob your head if you know what I'm talking about. And you lose too much time on something. And this is, the, this is the poor end result of that. But it doesn't fuel you. It doesn't fill you. It occupied you for a while, but it kind of leaves you still empty. And so people start out with their tank low. Uh, we start out with our windshield all nasty. You know, you got bugs and you were behind a car that's burning oil and you got dirt and road grime and everything else. And, and we continue on the next day. Well, I can, I can still see the windshield right, right down here. You know, and we need to clear off so we have clear vision for the day. We've still got yesterday's trash all over in the car. How many of you live that way? No, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't know why. Uh, but you got, you know, McDonald's bags and Gatorade bottles and everything else all over the place. Your phone is about dead, and you don't know where your charger is. Get the parallel. No snacks. Nothing to drink. No real clear directions. You haven't stopped to clarify and, you know, check out on GPS and MapQuest or whatever to find out, you know, the best route today to take. No maintenance. You got a bumper hanging off. You got a tire that's leaking. And yet we're starting out our trip. And then here's a pretty important one. And you didn't count your kids. <laughs> I worked in a gas station in high school and college. And this was last century. This was before cell phones. And twice while I worked there, people left kids. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was intentional. Okay. But back then what we did, we just would call the highway patrol. And the highway patrol, and this was in Leesburg, and one of them, the highway patrol, didn't catch them until down near Haines City. That was the one that was intentional. I think they were speeding. It's like, go, go. Okay. I will not go into the whole story right now, but one time when we were newlyweds, Alicia and I were on a a trip, and we were uh, chaperoning a a girls' ensemble that I had that we were taking to a, a, a competition and uh, in the middle of the night, we stopped for, to fuel up and get some food. And I pulled away and forgot my bride. <laughs> oh, she'll tell you the whole story. But <laughs> let's keep going. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Okay. 
So this is how this is how a lot of people start their trip, you know, this leg of the trip, this day. Apply that to your life. Are you starting your day in that way? So one of the ways to help us to start something that we've talked about for years around here, it's a practice you need to get into your life, first and final 15. Say it with me. First and final 15. The first 15 minutes of your day, the final 15 minutes of your day. Now I'm going to tell you, it will grow. It will not stay 15. And once you kind of connect it. You don't want it to be 15. You, you want it to be more. And you well, I don't know where I'm going to get that time. I don't know how you're going to do your day if you don't do it. And so you've got to start this out in, in the right way. Understand this, that very few days are normal. Very few days are normal. That being said, you must have some constants in your life. You know, I'm not, I can't count that today will go just as I planned, that tomorrow will go just as I So it's rare that two days in a row are the same, that life is just not normal. That Knowing that, then we have to make sure that we have some constants in our life. Just real quick, I'll give you the constants. God's word. God's word. God's word is meat. It is bread. It is milk. It is water. It is light. It is life. It is all of those things to us. But get this. We're to read God's word, and we've done a lot of series, giving you a lot of resources to help you to know how to read God's word, how to study God's word, how to understand God's word. But you need to do this. You don't just read the Bible. You let it speak to you. So part of first and final 15 is you've got to listen. So you don't want to just sit down and read. I'm just reading. I'm getting my, my 12 chapters out of the way. You know, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to gain from it. You know, there's no trophy for that. You know, some people, I read 10 chapters today. Yeah, and you are a grump. I'd rather somebody digest a little and understand the, the truth of God's living word and let them feed them and do that. And so you've got to not just read it, you've got to listen to it. Second thing you've got to do is you've got to talk. You've got to talk, and that's prayer, prayer. Talk to God. Acknowledge how great he is. Confess sin to him, known and unknown. Uh, declare, declare who he is. Uh, Ask him for things. Thank him for things. Worship him. You need to talk to God. And the third one is this. Wait. You've got to wait on the Lord. Let me say this, that if you don't learn to be still, don't miss this one. If you don't learn to be still, you're not going to be able to keep up. If you don't learn to be still, there's a time where you've got to be still. If you don't learn to do that, you won't be able to keep up in life. My days are entirely different when this does not happen. And your days will be entirely different if you'll make sure it does happen. Get this in your life. Amen? Well, wait. How long do I have to wait? Here's a little gauge for you, okay? It's not necessarily a matter of minutes. You wait. You just stay there until you feel him warm your heart. I think people just rush in and rush out. And you need to just stay still before the Lord until you feel him warm your heart. Till you sense his presence and you sense his love. And, and when you do that, that's the Holy Spirit. He's already with you. But there's something about experiencing that, knowing that in every way, beyond just faith that he's with me. It's a knowing on the inside. God designed you in that way, and he wants, he wants you to wait on him. I, I, I know that he's always with me, but he's going to reward that, God, I'm going to wait on you. And I cannot encourage you enough to take that time, stay there long enough until he warms your heart. Amen? The Holy Spirit's main ministry is not in church. The Holy Spirit's main ministry is in your daily personal life to be with you on this, on this road trip. Amen. And, and 
His introduction reveals part of his purpose. In John chapter uh, 14, Jesus said, and I, Jesus, will pray the Father and he will give you another, what? Helper. Anybody need a helper? This is capital H, helper. Anybody need the helper in your life? And I will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And what the Holy Spirit will do in our life, wait on him. Get that good hookup with him in the morning. And as you do that, then he's going to help you. He's going to empower you. He'll energize you. He'll remind you. He'll teach you. He'll comfort you. We need the Holy Spirit as that constant companion. Believe it or not, feel it or not, he is with you. But that's, that's the same as having, uh, you know, a, a spare $20 bill hidden in your wallet or in your purse. And then when you need it, you've forgotten about it. And so you're off begging or doing without when in fact you had it all the time. And I think we live that way sometimes that we, we fail to remember that the Holy Spirit of God, the helper, y'all here? The helper is with us. And so wait on him. That's how we need to start our day. And then you're, you're going to be road ready. The second thing is this. We need to know when to stop. We need to know when to stop. And I want to talk just for a few moments about Sabbath. About Sabbath. Everybody say Sabbath. Sabbath was modeled at creation. Sabbath is the, uh, has to do with the fourth commandment. Let me go over a couple of things real quick. Sabbath is commanded and blessed. And Sabbath is a source of blessing for the rest of the week. In Exodus, we find the, the children of Israel wandering around in the wilderness. And God did something supernatural to help feed them. He rained down this material called what? Manna. Manna is a Hebrew word. Do you know what manna means? It means what is it? It said because they came out in that morning and they saw it had rained down. It says bread, wafer-like material that God had just rained down. And they came out and they didn't know what it was. And they said, manna. They said, what is it? And, and, the, and the name stuck. Because you just need to know that God's going to do some things for you that you won't ever fully understand. And he gave them instruction and he said, do this, this, I'm feeding you in this way. And he said, gather it every day. He said, gather for that day. Principle, God is my provider every day. He said, don't try to, you know, store it up in Tupperware. Did you know that they had Tupperware back then? (laughs) In Ziplocs, you know, put it in there. He said, don't do that. Don't do that. I want you to trust me every day. And if you try to stock up on it, it will have maggots in it by morning. It's in the scripture. But on the sixth day, because on the seventh day, I'm not going to rain it down on you. So on the sixth day, you're allowed to take a double portion. And the principle is this. God will provide for those who will honor the Sabbath. He said, and to help you to honor the Sabbath, I don't want you working on that day. And he said, so I'm going to provide for you extra on this day. And, there's, and the principle, again, God provides for those who observe the Sabbath. Now, follow me all the way through, okay? Follow me all the way through on this. Some people say, but I can, make, I can make money on the Sabbath. True, true. All labor leads to profit. But the question would be, is it blessed? Is it blessed? Because you've got to let God be your provider. You've got to trust him. Hear this. Prosperity does not come. And by prosperity, let me, let me qualify this. Prosperity, true biblical prosperity, is not that you got the latest, the greatest, the best, the fastest, the shiniest, and we get more and more and more and more and more and more. That's wrong. That's wrong. 
True biblical prosperity is that you know that God is your source. He's providing for you. You're honoring him. He's blessing your life. You have what you need. You're able to be a blessing to other people. And beyond material things, it means that you sleep good and you have favor in your life and you're at peace with people. That's biblical prosperity. Y'all, y'all here. So with that in mind, prosperity does not come from work and, in, and intelligence alone. It comes from having the blessing of God, the blessing of your provider. Hear this statement. Y'all with me? Y'all are really quiet here. Listen to this statement. The prosperity and blessing of the rest of your week is tied to the Sabbath. The prosperity and the blessing of the rest of your week is tied to the Sabbath. And even if you don't believe me, and even if you don't believe Scripture, go ask Hobby Lobby. Go ask Chick-fil-A. Go ask Four Rivers. Go ask some of these corporations with godly principles and leadership that says we are going to honor God in the face of consumer America. And they are prospering and they have such favor and expansion. It is remarkable. And other corporations won't really verbalize it, but they're looking at the side of their eyes like, what on earth is going on? Publix for many, 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 many years closed on Sunday. And I think they have residual blessings still, still on them. And I'm telling you that the, the blessing and prosperity of the rest of your week is tied to you honoring the Sabbath. Exodus 31 verse 17 says this, for in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Notice he not only rested, he was refreshed. And, and, and some of y'all, have you seen those commercials? I think it's Snickers or something. It's like, you're just not yourself. You know, uh, some of y'all need rested and refreshed. I should have brought Snickers bars for some of y'all. I'm going to develop my own line of Sabbath bars, you know, for, for people here. Listen, there's always work to be done. There's always work to be done, but the Sabbath must be observed and honored in our life. The pattern for living is six days to subdue, to rule, to do your work, and then have a day of rest. And now, since the resurrection of Jesus, the day that we traditionally observe is the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, Sunday, it's church. Now listen to me carefully. Get this. Jesus said that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I do fully understand that sometimes the job that you're uh, a part of, responsibilities you have, sometimes you're not, it doesn't work for you to always observe the Sabbath on Sunday. Today's not a Sabbath for me. It's not a day of rest for me today. The, the key is this, the principle is this, get a Sabbath. Make sure that you have one. Part of it, prescribed by scripture and you'll want to make this a part of your sabbath in the best way you can look here in leviticus 23 there are six days when you may work but the seventh day is a day of sabbath rest and a day of help me ta-da church a day of sacred assembly you are to, you are not to do any work wherever you live it is a sabbath to the lord now that not to do any work does not mean you don't touch anything whatever if you if your ox falls into the ditch you get him out there's other things that you take care of some people get i ain't doing anything it's my sabbath praise the lord you know and you're allowed to thump people like that okay <laughs> let me just in winding this up this morning too uh and you're doing the right thing can i just tell you something based on god's promises I want you to expect that this week that you're going to prosper and be blessed because you observed the Sabbath. The first part of anything you give to God 
He's going to bless the rest. And I want you to be mindful of that, that when you come, hey, this sacred assembly is a part of us honoring Sabbath. And I believe God's going to bless your week. Well, four of you. I, I believe that God's going to bless your week. Now listen. And don't, hey, I'm all for fun. I'm all for recreation and all of that. And you can do that. It's a break from what you're doing. It's a break from your work. But never put it in place of God. And make sure that that day has sacred assembly tied to it. It's a time that you're honoring the Lord. And I just add this in too. That holy convocation, that sacred assembly. Uh, the Jews would even lay aside their best clothes for that day. Now, I'm not imposing that on anybody else, but for myself, for myself, that's why I can't go total casual for church. I can't. I'm not imposing that on you. You be led by your heart. There there are pastors all over the world today that are preaching in flip-flops and tank tops, okay? And I can't do it. I, I feel wild. I feel like I'm being really wild. I'm not wearing a tie anymore, you know? So... And it's a matter of this. Let's endeavor to honor. And I'm not imposing that on you. I'm saying that's my conviction for me. But the thing is, make sure that you know how to start your day, your trip, every day. And know how or when to stop. And it's just not just a stop that you crash. It's a stop to honor God and handle it in the right way. And I'm telling you what, that will ensure that you're going to have a really, really good trip. I didn't say it wouldn't be without problems and setbacks and traffic jams and things like that that happen. But you know what? You're up for it. Say, I'm up for it. When you start your day right and you know when to stop and how to stop, I'm telling you what, God's going to bless you. And I pray that you have a really, really good trip. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?